What is up, everyone? We are back for probably my favorite podcast of the year. I probably agree with it, Jules, because it's the NBL preview. And no matter what gets said today, no matter what predictions get made, nothing is wrong. And nothing, something, something and, and maybe nothing's stupid. right. <laughs> Most likely nothing will be right, right if we go off last year. Yep. But here we go. We're going to roll through it one team at a time to start with, and then we'll get into the finer details of things, and I might have to referee a fist fight between you two on some of these. But we'll start off. The Adelaide 36ers. We could never discount a Joey Wright team. Never, ever disregard, I'm sorry, a Joey Wright team. They're (laughs) always in the mix. And they either go into the final four, the top four hard, or they just make it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what they're going to do as far as um, the beginning of the season. They always come in hot the second half of the year, but I'm excited to see them at the Blitz this weekend. What's What's their lowest finish? That they can be like, what's their fifth. range? Fifth. You reckon the lowest is fifth? The lowest is fifth. See, I reckon they could capitulate as they have some years and finish right down near the bottom. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm a big fan of Joey Wright. Don't but sound again, like it. No, no, Doesn't because I just like always it. understand <laughs> the Adelaide 36 is fuckery and everything that goes on off the court, it seems, in the last few years with that club. So my lowest finish is right down the ladder, but I still reckon they're a potential finals team. What has been Adelaide's biggest downfall or the biggest knock on Adelaide since Joey's got there? Defense? <laughs> Me? No, their defense, right? Yeah. Who'd they get in the offseason? Eddie Griffin, and they got Patrick Beverly 2.0. Deshaun Taylor. And Kevin White. Who, and Kevin White. Who, who might be the captain of the all-fuckery team. <laughs> <laughs> So they've added those three pieces. Dan Dillon, another nice piece who he works on defense. It's not like he's all offense. He works on defense as well. I like the pieces that they brought into the puzzle. You have to hide Daniel Johnson on the defensive end. Yeah, I was about to say that dude's a fringe boomer when we talk about these, not, of course, the World Cup or the Olympics, but these qualifying events. He is the Spanish matador of the NBL. (laughs) He says ole to anyone who drives past <laughs> ole. him. Ole. But now you've got Griffin behind him, who is a great rim protector. They were still poor defensively last year, though, and Jake Wiley was a great rim, protect- rim protector. Was he, though? Like, yeah. I, no, I, I played love, with the dude I, for a long time. Love, he was a great yeah. rim protector. I loved Jacob Wiley, but he, he wasn't the defensive presence at the rim that they were hoping for yeah. last year. Love Jacob Wiley. Love everything that he brought to the table for Adelaide. But... He wasn't that for them last season. Yeah. Griffin is. That's a different beast. He has the potential to be this year's Sean Long. Which wow. is which is a big call. I think he'll find that he'll have some foul trouble early on in the season. He'll find his feet and he will be a force to reckon with down the back end of the stretch. Because you mentioned Griffin to me before they'd even signed him saying that this is right. a dude. This right. like, this guy can go. This will be this year's Sean Long, the import that we didn't know about that's going to have the biggest impact as a big. Not as a guard, as a big. He'll have the biggest impact. Sean Long was the, the big last year that had the biggest impact, especially in the second half of the season. But it took that adjustment period for him to get it right. And it's, it's natural. I think guards have it a bit easier in the NBL of finding their feet. They get beat up 
when they first come to the league because it's a different beast coming to Australia and playing with the physicality. And Corey can attest to it. He was probably built for the physicality <laughs> from where he came from. Thick. But then you look at the bigs and the way that they play. We've gone through many years where the officials haven't known how to call bigs. Well, Sean Long, his first three weeks in the league, almost his entire season was getting fouled out. And, yeah. and that's what it is. But now that we've seen that we've got Bogut back in the league, we've got Sean Long and all that, I think the refereeing has to be a little bit different. It doesn't mean that he'll get it straight away. It'll take some time, but Griffin's the real deal. He could be the, the one piece of the puzzle that takes Adelaide to that next step this season, him alone. So Griffin's going to be the X factor. We can't go against Joey Wright as a love coach, Joey which I can Wright. agree with that. And, love and, Joey and Wright don't get me wrong. Coach. I absolutely love Joey Wright as a coach, but I think that there's other things at play as it was last year and years before at Adelaide. And I can never trust those sort of things. So moving on, we'll <laughs> jump in. I just can't trust it, man. I just can't trust it. All right. The South East, we'll jump into the new boys, the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Now, we spoke about this the other day where, though, I went and watched them a bit. You've watched them a bit. I seem to have seen them at their bad. You've seen them at their good. What do you think? I'll personally throw out that I think Benson is gone. I don't think that he's going to play out the season for them. I think he's going to be the first import first, sack. First import sack. First import sack. Okay. I, I really like their shooting. Like their ability to shoot, Kendall Stevens, Ben Magden, not Magden, like the guy kept on pronouncing <laughs> during the game the other day. Jesus, that shit me. Um, uh, their point guard, um, Robeson. Yeah. He's still got Adam Gibson, who is a knockdown shooter as well. Like they can shoot the rock. Yeah. My question is the center position. And it's like not only him, but the backup centers. <laughs> as well like I feel like Ty Wesley unfortunately is going to have to play a bit of five this year more than what they anticipated and it's not going to be successful for them because there's too many good like in the years past it ain't a cupcake league in years past the centers pos- Go ahead. in years I'm past you could mask it you could get away with having a small center at the five spot you can't do it Bogut Long Griffin. Jawai. Yeah. Jawai. You just can't do it anymore. And now if Benson continues the form that he's shown so far, it doesn't look good for him. No. Dan Akuth is not ready yet. Dan Trist. The list goes on. I, Dane Pinot. Dane Pinot is he's, he's a, he's a great player, but if he's going to be playing more than 20, 25 minutes, <sighs> you're, in, you're in trouble there just because pure size-related issues. So what it comes down to is they have to play – they have to shoot the lights out every night at the moment with those guys. You can get away with Mitch Creek in the four spot because he's that good of a player. You shift Ty Wesley to the five, as good as Ty is, he's not a five-man in our league anymore. And so they've got, they've got their own set of challenges. I really like their shooting. I'll say that again. I think they're going to be dangerous from the perimeter from what I've seen. Um, but the center position really worries me. And look, I agree with everything you just said. From the perimeter, they're going to be maybe the best shooting perimeter team in this league. Um, Obviously, three-point shooting is huge for any team in any league, but definitely for this league. So the new team coming in, that center position, we're going to he might be gone. If he continues to play the way he's playing, he may be gone after the blitz. Maybe. 
So the blitz is really, really important. It's going to be really his. And that's not unusual. Just so, so people know, it's not unusual oh, no. for a person to get cut after the blitz. Oh. No. I think we've seen it every year. No, and, and you've got to remember that it, it's tough to come in, especially as a new franchise here, when you don't have those connections to player agents, league, stuff like that, to be able to have access to guys and to be able to have all the contacts where you trust. Because a lot of teams go through guys that they trust. Dean Vickerman at United, Vince Crivelli. They go to guys that they trust their opinion on players. When you're dealing with guys like Tommy Greer, Simon Mitchell here, this is a new club. They don't. They haven't built those foundations of right. scouts overseas that they right. can trust. So you're always bound to potentially make. And we don't actually know if this one is an error yet. We don't. We're know jumping yet. to conclusions. Right. You're right. Benson could come out and just absolutely it's fucking dominate. It's just another take. It's just another hot take. Another take. It's just another take. I actually don't mind the roster that Southeast Melbourne have put together. I, can't I love their guard yeah. rotation. I can't wait to see Mitch Creek in there as well because absolutely. him coming through some confidence with the World Cup. Where do you have Homicide? Best case scenario. Best case scenario, they could finish. Fifth. Yeah. I, Fifth. Yeah, it's, I just can't see him sneaking about Yo, that. look, man, I'm, it's a brand new franchise again. A lot of these guys are veterans, but it's a brand new franchise with them playing together, right? You have three teams already we know is going to be in. So the other six teams are fighting for one spot. You know the odds of that? And you're a brand new franchise? Very, very difficult. So um, unless he's a big piece to what they got going on. The Benson. Benson, yeah. yeah. Benson. You know, as you said, you know, at that five position, the Bogut effect, everybody has a legitimate center. So if your center's not legit, you're not going to win. That's the reality of it. You're not going yeah. to win. Now so. for my personal favorite. The team this year that I think could come through and surprise Your personal everyone. favorite. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, picking uh, favorites right now. But the one that I think is going to be the most exciting to watch because it could prove everyone wrong and throw everyone out of the water, the Brisbane Bullets. They're the most exciting team to watch? They oh could be the most exciting God. team to watch. Oh, why? Why? No, yeah, I'm saying not in terms of just regular gameplay. Of course, we know that the flow offense is never going to be a fucking excitement machine. But I'm just saying from the perspective of they could win this league. They can't win this league. They could win this league. They can't win this league. Lamanis, as much as people jump off me, almost coach this team to a gold medal game. Sobe, Glidden, Kadee. This is an all-round, well-put-together... I like Singler. I like Braun. I like what they've done with their imports. I'll say that I Braun... I like this team. I'll say that Braun will be the first import to go. Home. Why is he the Ooh. first import to go? Because he had that Pacific, Pacific. shrink. <laughs> <laughs> He's not as tall as what they said he was going to be. He had the Pacific shrink. <laughs> he hopped on the plane. <laughs> they put him in the dryer. He shrunk a little bit. Explain to these people who do not understand what the Pacific Shriek is. So, uh, when you sign a player who's supposed to be six foot seven and he hops off the plane and he's six foot three or six foot four, we call that the Pacific Shrink. He hopped on the plane at one height from LA. From LA. He landed in Australia. At another height. <laughs> At some stage during that flight, they put him in the dryer. They put him in for too long. It shrunk. <laughs> and he, I just, I like him as a player, but I think they were expecting him to maybe play a bit of four spot this year. Definitely <laughs> playing no four, no six, three. He can't play the four. Not Singler's more likely to move over yeah. in that spot than he is. So... Uh, I think they become too guard heavy. 
and not versatile enough. Now you're relying on Lamar Patterson to play the four spot a little bit more. I like I like a lot of guys on this team. I don't know if Taylor Braun is the guy that they need right now. I think they need more for him to get to so where he's Jordan. gone. So it's a battle between him and Benson to be first gone. Are we throwing anyone else out under the bus here? Well, it starts with another B. It might as well be the... Oh, we'll get to him. <laughs> So I, I, I pick Brisbane as potentially a, a chance. I could see them finishing anywhere between, as you mentioned, there is some stuff there that has been untoward, but I mentioned anywhere from one to five. I cannot see them dropping out of the top five. I see them anywhere between four and seven. Four and seven. Homicide, what you got? I'm with that, four and seven. Four and seven, why? Let me tell you. Okay, let's think about last season, right? How did the Brisbane Bullets get in? They got in because Adelaide failed to capitalize on the games they should have won. Adelaide win a couple of those games at the end. Brisbane are not in. I just don't believe in them. But now they've gone to Adelaide and said, you know what, we'll have Sobe. I don't believe I don't believe. We'll take Sobe, we'll take your best player, and we'll come at you again next year. Over to the big dog, Melbourne just, United. Just, just on that. Oh, Sorry. I was getting excited there. Yeah. Ready yeah. to talk about <laughs> Does Sobe fit Lamanus's system. Because Sobe is a greyhound, right? Yeah. And Joey Wright got the best out of him just letting him play. Let him play. Now, Lamanus has loosened up the reins slightly in the last year of the NBL. But if you're going to have Sobe running the point guard, you need him to be running plays. His biggest knock in Adelaide was... In the last two minutes, when it became crunch time in tight games, he wasn't able to run the offense properly. No. So now you've got still got Jason Kadee. Congrats to Mungo. He just had his little first little kid the <laughs> other day. So congrats to him. You still got Kadee there, but I'm not sure if the fit is perfect for Brisbane and Sobey. I think they're going to have flashes of brilliance this year. That's why I've got him as high as fourth. But I also think that they could really drown in their own offense at times this year and have real droughts. And they only really have Lamar Patterson to really dig him out of that hole, which is a good person to have. If I'm going to have... He's probably one of the guys in the league that I want to dig me out of a hole. He's got a pretty big shovel. But that's... <laughs> yeah. But, but wow. Oh, man, you got to go get your mind out wow. of the gutter. Uh, a man can't have a bit... I respect a man with a big oh shovel. Oh, my God. God, man, just, man. Well, while, you, while, you, while, while you're on the topic, get on to your team, Melbourne United. Come on. Melbourne United now. <laughs> Speaking of massive shovels, Melbourne United have got them swinging at every position because holy shit, the oh roster they've God. put together is arguably the best roster in the history of the NBL. And that's not a hot take. I feel yeah, like that is. is when you talk about it. And it's not, I'm not saying one of the best teams in the NBL because they haven't done anything yet. And they actually have been a little lackluster in the preseason so far, but they've been without... Goulding, Barlow, who unfortunately... Shaley as well. Shaley as well. Well, they've had the New Zealand guys as well. Toby Smith, Alex Toby Pledger. 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 <laughs> Pledger. But they are right now, they're the, in, the in my opinion, hammer. and I know that we disagree on this, they're the team to beat. And I don't know where you attack them from. I would hate to be a coach coming up against them. Um, funny enough, I saw all three of the imports the other day and I bumped into them. And I lined them up. I said, fellas, how you doing? You know, I always got to have a speech. 
Show me your so shovels. I said, I said, <laughs> you, you are just <laughs> too much. Tell me how to line too much. Too much. Too much. It's nonsense, Felix. <laughs> so I said, when in doubt, give the ball a three for three. He's been there before. There's nobody that will ever tell you anything different. So you're giving it to wrong. David Baller. You're giving it to <laughs> Mr. Three for Three, Casey Prather. Yeah. I said, you got to play some fucking defense consistently. Oh, I'd like to know. To Melo Trimble. Oh, you didn't say to Sean And then Hall? I said, you need to stay out of foul trouble. If you guys can do that, you guys are putting yourself in the best possible position to win a championship. That's all. Remember, to you and you, when in doubt, give the ball to three for three. Y'all have a good night. And, and just kept it moving. Life Coach Skills by Corey Homicide Williams. Is it true or not? It's true. You know no, what I'm saying? I think people underestimate. We talk about how important the signings of Trimble and Sean Long were, but Casey Prather is the – he's been there. He's That's done the it guy. before. He, it hasn't been a single year in this league that he hasn't won, and I think people underestimate how good he is on both ends of the floor. And if Melbourne can run him at the four spot – Small ball. Then it's dangerous. That small ball, that small strong ball. Like that is dangerous. Yes, my, it is. my other one with Melbourne is that there is talk and there is rumor that swirls around of potentially Chris moving on to another league at some point during the year. And these are some small rumors and I'm not sure the validity of them or what yeah. they are. And yep. I've had some shocking sources over the years. You've had some... <laughs> you've had some oh, really, no. really bad so take sources. Whatever I say here. One? What's your first one? What's your first bad show? Oh, let, should I go first? Josh Boone. Josh Boone. <laughs> Son of <laughs> Phoenix. Oh, my God. Later that day. <laughs> Illawarra. No, I'm pretty sure he signed at Illawarra while we were on the podcast. Oh. While I was saying Phoenix, he oh, signed their number. The worst one with that. And even Simon Mitchell made fun of me for this one. I said on SEN that it was going to be the magic. Confirmed. While we were still on broadcast, it came through as the Phoenix. Oh, my God. So I've got some shocking sauce, and I think people also just like to play with me because they know that I trust them, and that's mean. That but is it happens. Mean. It is mean. But so I'm your Hollandaise sauce is Chris Goulding <laughs> is going to the NBA. There is potential. Okay. There is potential, and I think that there's more than there has been in the past. And not necessarily, and it was before this World Cup, but this World Cup has done no harm from a defensive standpoint for him in proving that he can contribute on that level. And as you say, the more Australians that get in the league, the easier it is for other Australians to get in the league. A rising tide lifts all boats. You, you get a, you, beautifully put. Could Thank not you. have put it better than that. So the more guys we get over there, the easier it is because people start to trust. All of a sudden, Brokoff starts to have success with Dallas. They're like, you know what? This guy wasn't lighting it up overseas, but we know what he can provide. No issues in the locker room, that sort of stuff. So I think that the tide might be Rising all boats in this one. Think about this. To add on what you said, at one point, there was a serious fucking wave for Europe. I'm talking about the leagues, the countries, the players, and guys in Europe was just NBA, 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 NBA. That's what's happening right now. We are in the midst of it happening. So although I feel at 30, it would be tough for him to get there. But if he does get there, I wouldn't be surprised because of the wave that's happening right now. So good luck to him. You know, he played himself into a real opportunity. I mean, everybody, 
that played on that team that contributed and played well deserves anything they get. Yeah. My only issue with Melbourne United is there's one basketball on the court. There's a lot of guys that will be looking to get their own. Yeah, and, no, but I think that one comes a, up every there's time. A there's, lot, a there's a lot of talent on that team. A lot of talent. But a lot of talent doesn't always necessarily mean they're the best team. And I think you said that at the start. Yeah. All-star roster, but... Like the Sydney Kings were supposed like the to Sydney have Kings, a, yeah. from last year. Was supposed to have the greatest roster of all last time. Last year and the year before, right? Well, yeah. you talk about last like year, it, yeah. Melbourne so, had a better roster than Perth when they lost to Perth in the championship. It's just Perth has a winning culture and they have that. They're that perfect team in I some have respect. Something to say? Oh, wait, what? Wait, no, no, you <laughs> just <wait>. you <laughs> something to say? If it's got something to do with Perth, just wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're going to touch it. We're still on Melbourne United. I was at MSAC on Monday. Playing my basketball games like I was. I was like looking <laughs> through the windows to see if there was something on the board just to be like Homicide Source in Perth to say, yes, Chris Goulding <laughs> is going to the NBA. Didn't see I didn't see Source anything okay, okay. from down on the show court, but <laughs> okay. I was looking for you just so I can say, hey, guess what? I was at MZAC and I was looking through the window. And, and I heard something. And I heard <laughs> something. <laughs> and I saw something. But I, I, I really like their roster of what they've got. Whether they can bring it all together, because Mellow Trimble was a bold, dominant guard last year at Cairns. Yeah. Sean Long was the best player Sean by Long. a mile on his team, and so they gave him the ball at all opportunities last year. We know what Casey Praith is going to bring. Whether Chris Goulding is there or not, he'll look to be getting his. There's just so much talent there that sometimes it just doesn't work. And that's the biggest obstacle. I've got them finishing second. And I know you've got them first. You've probably got them first too, but I've got them. I don't have them first. Okay. I've no, got so them. I'm the only one in here with Melbourne first. I just have a top. Am I the only one that doesn't drink in the morning? I have a top three. Depends if we're on vacation or not. <laughs> but um, As of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're, they're definitely in my top three. They're definitely top. It just top depends two. any order. They're, you know? they're, they're top two. I well, mean, let's uh, take a drop down from the top three for a moment and talk about Whoa. what's probably you know exactly Whoa. who's coming here. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll tell you what, it's probably my favourite coaching staff in the league, and I actually have a lot of faith in this team, the Cairns Taipans, compared to what there was last year. They definitely are going to win more than six games. They're going to win more than six <laughs> games, and I think people are going to sleep on them a little bit this year. Right. I think people are seriously going to sleep on the Taipans. I think they can get a couple of wins early in the first half of the year. Yeah. That would make sure they, they also, get more than six Ws. They lost a lot of close games last year as well. A lot of close games. They did. And now you put the group back in there. You've got a lot of youth in there. Kuat Noy for me is a lock for it's Rookie of the balling. Year. It's, it's in the preseason, he's been looking the goods. Absolute lock for Rookie of the Year. I think Melo, we'll touch, actually we'll touch on, I don't want to jump forward to the Illawarra Hawks right now, but oh, there's just something about the Taipans just after watching them against Melbourne, seeing them a couple of times this preseason. They were just really a really good bit, last preseason too. They've got that little and bit they of fuck beat, you. And they, beat, and they beat Brisbane in game one. Mm. <laughs> they they um, didn't beat Brisbane in game one. They smashed Brisbane in yep. game one. Melo Trimble bust their ass. Yeah. Um, I'm the local resident of Cairns. That, true, yeah, true. That... I've I've heard that the off-court stuff is leaps and bounds ahead of where it was last year already, okay. which is a good sign. Right. 
They're essentially going to be like the Boomers and run with an eight-man rotation this year. So they're finishing fourth? No. <laughs> They've got Majok Dang, which is a good pickup from Adelaide. Right. They brought back Mirko from uh, right. Europe, which is, a great, from Europe. which is a great shooter. Nathan Jawai is in the best shape of his life. Yeah. Well, one of the best shapes of his life. <laughs> like still, when, he, when he got drafted to the NBA, the man was... It's still kind of pear-shaped, but yeah. it is still the best shape. Jared Kenny, rocking the mullet. Rocking the mullet. Um, but he's just a, a rock and Mike Kelly's guy. Machado. Machado will lead the league in assists. He will lead the league in assists this year. DJ Newbel. Ever reliable. Kuat Noy, who we talked about, rookie should be of rookie year. of the year. And then Cameron Oliver. I think he will bring a bit of punch in the inside as well. And you've played against him before. He's a young kid. He's got to feed his family. Hey. He, he might be. He might be. He might be rents due this year. He might be Ty Wesley 2.0. Mm. Okay. So who's Nick K 2.0 anyway? We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Okay. Just, just put him back down, in the holster. Corey, calm down. Calm down, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> So I do like their team. I think they'll get more than six wins. Yeah, however. I think it's, it's always it's, and and we got to remember with Cairns, it's always going to be somewhat of and I'm not going to say struggle, but a process. They're not going to be right up contending every year. For them to contend, they sort of have to make that two three year development process and hold on to guys because they can't just go out and get a. Six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollar import straight off the bat, like some teams can. So we have to show the respect to Cans that yeah, they're going to have some down years, yep. but it's all in the lead up. You look at Aaron Fern took that team to a championship, didn't that's win it, but took them to the finals. That sort of stuff. Yep. But it's a slow build. Right. You get lucky with an import. You grow up some local talent. Well, not local talent, but well, at least Australian talent. Guys like Kuat Noy, stuff like that. If Kuat Noy can stay around for two years. Mirko stays around for two years. Guys like that, that's where you start having success from retention. Right. I think the biggest indicator of the Taipan's growth will be through Mike Kelly as a coach. Who is, from all accounts right now, got that thing on a pretty steady trajectory? Mate, I think we all agree here that Mike Kelly, one of the best dudes in the NBL. Yes, he is. Great guy. Uh, but he had his struggles last year, and I think he'd be the first person to say that he had his struggles with game management and all that sort of stuff. I would like to see a little bit of a fuck you old Mike Kelly when he was a defensive player of the year in the NBL, Mike Kelly, come out just every now and then. It's a different world that we live in where we can't fuck you all the time when someone you does can. some... I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you've got to have the nurturing side... Yeah. And then you've got to have that side that says, no, fellas, enough's fucking enough. We're not going to stand for this. This is not what we stand for. We said we we're going to be this. Yeah. So we have to become this. And I, and for me, the Taipans will go as Mike Kelly goes this year. And I think we all agree. We want him to do well. We want him to succeed. We want Cairns to be... You know, one of those teams that just knocks off people every now and then and be like, man, you can't sleep against the Taipans. Because there was times last year everyone was like, well, we're going to Cairns. That's just an easy rock dub. Rock up and win. Rock up and win. Except think, for Brisbane. They couldn't do it. But everyone else... They couldn't do it. But everyone else was just like, it's just going to be a W. So I agree with you to an extent. But I also think the roster <clears> he's put <throat> together this year, he almost doesn't need that sort of FU style of coaching. Even his assistant, Jamie O'Loughlin, is someone who can bring that. Like he can be, I've been coached by him before, fantastic coach. He can bring that stern side. And Mike's always going to be stern. 
But I just think that he's got enough respect from his playing group that he's been there, done that, that he doesn't necessarily need to bring that. And I think now that he's had a bit of tenure there and he's stayed there for a little bit. But like you just said, it's a new roster. He needs to have that. Yeah, but it's a new roster with guys that are younger guys that want to get out there and go. It's not veteran and journeyman guys that are like, oh, here we go, we're in Cairns because we can't find anywhere else. It's young guys that are like, okay, I want to make my mark on this league. That sort of thing. So I think I, I do agree with what you're saying from last year. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's as quintessential coming into this season. I just can't wait for Melo Trimble to go back up to Cairns for that first game. He's going to get fucking rocked by the crowd <laughs> after what he said. What did he, he say? Oh, he was on Melbourne United Media. It's good to be in Melbourne. You know, they take basketball more seriously. The people up in Cairns is just like a show, you know. Yeah, he said it was boring. It's boring, like that, which annoys me because I'm like, you know, yeah. Well, you know how loyal the Cairns fans oh, man, are. Man, they are loyal. It's like the Townsville crowd. Right, back look, in the I, day. look, I know those, those me, country know. towns. They take their shit very Serious. seriously. Yeah, and Mellow Trimble. You are going to get absolutely <laughs> shit canned I can't when you go back it. up to Cairns. I can't wait for that game. I just want to see what Joe Blake, the mascot, the, the snake oh, comes out Joe, with. Because he's yeah, always coming out with something. Apparently, best mascot in the NBL. Apparently, this is what I've been told. He's in jail now? No. Joe Blake messages you a lot. <laughs> and you never respond to him. Really? Yes. On I know because you know, don't know what he is. You I don't know, know his actual name. name. Yeah, like <laughs> I know who he is, but apparently he messages you a lot. And you really? haven't responded to him once, so he <laughs> wants you to come. Me. He wants you to commentate a game just to shit can you up in cans. <laughs> well, he gets away with so much. Like he's on yeah, the he's, side. Of he's like, the best mascot in the world. Lingerie and shit like that. Like he wears whatever. It seems like there's no like Joe Blake. Shout out to you, shout out to Joe Blake, and he listens to this podcast. Joe Blake, man, all the time. Give me I like a snake that emoji mascot. or something so I know it's you. <laughs> Good, yeah, yeah, throw yeah, the snake yeah. emoji. Throw the snake emoji or something. <laughs> I remember growing up watching You're going to have game. like 20 people just <laughs> send you a, and the emoji and be like, oh, which oh, one is the real Joe yeah. Blake? That's true. You just never run know. up and grab that mascot's head. Take it off. Oh, my God. What is wrong with Felix, man? I don't know. What's wrong with yeah. What's wrong? Oh, I'm not saying kill the dude. I'm just saying, you know, reveal him. Okay, anyway. We <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I love Joe Blake. Um, we're up to Perth now. Oh, we ooh. spoke on Nick K. Now, Perth are always the... Perth could roll out there with an under-16s team, and I still think <laughs> they'd have a chance because they've built that winning culture. They know how to win. Great coach, great organisation. Their fans, they're pumping out 15,000 to every game. You can absolutely never write off the Perth Wildcats. You, you've turned into Dwayne Russell. Dino. We've got a packed house. <laughs> <laughs> and there's 12 people in the stands. <laughs> no, but they... they very well patronised. But you can just never write them off. You can never write them off. And of course, they don't have a roster that you'd be writing off by any means. They're championship contenders with a roster they've put together, which just adds to it. Is this going to be the year that they don't make it? That Reese Vague becomes a four-time championship winner? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <sighs> Look, they did well to retain a lot of their pieces from last year's championship team. Um, they brought in Dario Hunt. You say that very slowly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as the center to replace um, uh, Angus Brandt, they've got Majuk Majuk now as the backup center. Great pickup. Uh, they've got Nick Kay. Go ahead. First team All NBL, the best power forward in the league. I can't. He won't be in the league next year, by the way. Um, a big European club will buy him out. You reckon a big European club? A you reckon he's European got the size club. for a big European club yep. to take him? Yep. He could play power forward. It's no problem. 
I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold. I'm not sold whether he'd be. I, I think. Though, don't get me wrong. I think Nick Kay is a potential MVP candidate this year. And you're not sold on the European club getting him. I'm not sold on just with his game style size. I think he takes advantage of his speed. I'm not. I'm just not completely sold on that. So how can he be an MVP of a league potentially? If well, because guys, sold? guys can fit into certain environments better. Right. I think he fits into that Perth environment. He fits into that Perth offense so well. Right. Which also he proved a lot of people wrong with the Boomers. And that's what sort of moved him for me into that MVP caliber right. player now. I don't think he's no longer just that, oh, Nick Kay, the dude that kills it for Perth. No, he's Nick Kay, the legitimate superstar of our league. Right. He can play in Europe. Look, you don't have to go as an import and be a player that I need 20 and 10 from you. We could just probably need what you do and bring to a club and we pay you a shitload of money. You know what I mean? Like well, you spent a lot more time in Europe than I have, so I'm going to trust your yeah, like opinion he, Every on that. import doesn't have to go over there and just put up a big, yeah, big they numbers. They have to be efficient. You know what I mean? You have to be efficient, which he is, he is. extremely efficient. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I am a fan. Here's where the Perth Wildcats could potentially fall down this year. They're not falling down this year, but go ahead. That's, that's why I said potentially. Okay, <laughs> I'm listening. We're listening. <laughs> I don't think their bench is as deep and they've got older players that are prone to injuries. Your Damian Martins, Jesse Wagstaff, even Mitch Norton's had troubles in the past. Once you get into their bench core, yes, you've got solid backups in Majuk Majuk. You've got a solid backup in Mitch Norton and Jesse Wagstaff. After that, it becomes very young and very thin very quickly. Yeah. Even Reese Vague would still go into the young category. Obviously, he's proven himself at times last season, but not consistently is what he has to do. So if they run into injury concerns, which they do every year, I think they've had more of a bench to be able to prop them up during that period. Now, if they have injury concerns... Think about the other teams in the league and how dangerous they are this season. It's not where, yes, there's a top four and you can sneak wins versus that bottom four. That's not, a, that's not an option anymore. No. There is teams one through eight that are loaded with talent that can walk into Perth Arena versus a wounded Wildcats team and get a victory. So the health of Damian Martin becomes paramount, who's on a one-year deal. He's going year by year now. Jesse Wagstaff signed a two-year deal, but we saw Jesse slow down big time last season. Um, he came good finals. He did his best CJ Bruton impersonation where he was nowhere to be found during the regular season, but showed up in the finals. If they can get through unscathed with injury, which is unlikely, they'll be okay. But if injuries hit them, I just think they might be too thin on the bench to compete with all the other teams in the league. So they've got, for me, they've got a ceiling of third, but they've got... They can Your go ceiling down. is third for the Wildcats. Yeah. And then you're saying if swine flu breaks through the locker room, then they're going <laughs> last. It's not even swine flu. They just... Bird flu. There's all types of different illnesses that they could get. They can finish as low as six this year. And that's just to show you the talent that's on offer this season in the NBL. I think it's impossible. I'm going to go ahead and say I think it's virtually impossible that the Wildcats finish anywhere below third. 30, how many years consecutive? Uh, 100. Yeah, it would be 30-something. I'll say this. 
we make hot takes every year about the Perth Wildcats. Some uh, and I've learned my lesson, and now I just say, you know what, fuck it. We've been burned. I'm like, no, no, no. Perth Wildcats are lock for the top three, no doubt. With <laughs> even doubt. Uh, if they're coaching, even if Gleason was suiting up on the floor. Here's the other thing. <laughs> Damien Margatins, Gleason comes out, he's locking dudes up. Here's the other thing. They've got a whole new coaching staff behind Gleason. Matt Nielsen yeah. was a massive part of keeping that group together. Okay. And the guy that went to Sydney, I'm having a blank Ford. at the moment. Ford, one of the most respected assistants in the league. So he had two really highly respected that the players yeah. loved. They don't have those two anymore. They don't have Greg Hire anymore as another guy that was a glue guy that would bring them together when shit hit the fan. There is a lot of bits missing from this team that and we re- haven't seen from years past. Retention has been the recipe for success for them for so long. And so... Will someone stand up? Yes, yeah, someone will stand up for him. That's why I don't. I can't put him ahead of Melbourne and Sydney at the moment. Yeah, talent wise, no way. No, talent wise, no, no, no. Melbourne and Sydney, their rosters are just better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment, I just think there's there's the recipe for disaster this year for Perth with age and depth. And you're saying there's, so? There's more recipe for disaster because every team can get hit by injuries, but absolutely, the, the bench for Perth is more. Susceptible to that. Yep. Which I can agree with. Yeah. Mm. I think Reese Vague matures. He has to. His role is going to be different this year. He They're has to take over Jesse Wagstaff. There you go. He has to. Jesse Wagstaff knows that he played like shit all year last year. He's not going to have two consecutive shit no. seasons. That's not Jesse Wagstaff. You have Bryce Cotton. This is the best play in the league. By yeah. far the best play in the league. And his amigo, Mr. White. Amigo, who had the best finals run, he knows what to expect from that team. And now that team has to respect him even more because of what he did in the finals. He'll know how to bring it in the regular season. He'll get more touches. He's earned that right. Damian Martin is Damian Martin. He goes down no problem. They have a backup point guard who's really a starter. When Damian Martin went down last year, what happened? He stepped up average double digits. I would never ever disrespect the Perth Wildcats <laughs> and say they could finish as low as six. They're a top four team. They will be there at the end. Well, let's jump over to New South Wales. Oh, shit. Apparently, the hoops capital of Australia. That's not the hoops capital of Australia. Well, that's what we're we being told Paul on Smith. Twitter. Oh, my God. There was also God. an article about Paul Smith that came out during the week. Do you see that? I haven't. Oh, it was, it was, it was, it was super cool. He's a super successful guy. He's a cool he, dude. He's, he's, a, I only, I he's a just see him on Twitter. And he's a cool dude. I love it. I, I reckon he's fantastic with what he, the he's content like our, that he brings he's on He's like Twitter. our bomber of the league. Yeah, yeah, and you need that. Yep. And you need that. He's and a character. What? There's a part of me that wouldn't be too disappointed if the Kings won just to see how he would celebrate and how he would go about that. So there's that part. But we'll jump on to the Illawarra Hawks first. Of course, the massive one there, LaMelo Ball. Because I think the Hawks are finishing dead last. I think they flat out suck. I don't think they can defend me, and that's saying something. I think they flat out suck. I think they've got an incredibly young core. I think Glover, LaMelo Ball, Sam Froling are studs. Absolute studs. Same with Emmett Nah. Absolute studs. Someday deck as well, that guy can hoop. But they're just too young to compete. Just too young to compete. Yeah, they'll just be a young and exciting team. Puts up, put up numbers on the board. It's like a, like a West Coast team in the NBA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Great to watch, fun to watch. But ultimately, they're not going to win. Can I, can I hold you up? 
Aaron Brooks is going to be the best player on this team by a mile. Not he'll be the most exciting player in the league. You reckon Aaron Brooks will? Yeah, I think he'll be exciting because he'll allow guys to just blow by him and get on a highlight reel. But that's why you've got Josh Boone, AJ Ogilvie at the rim as rim protectors, and they're going to end up in foul be, trouble. I think they're going to be really exciting this year, Illawarra. I think they're going to surprise people. So you're saying surprise? I'm saying dead last. The only thing I am excited about for Illawarra is Lamelo Ball and oh, to see man. Josh Boone in an environment where he can actually, because he was in that Melbourne environment, it's a bit tough for him to sort of show his own moves off the block, that sort of stuff. I'm excited to see Josh Byrne go to work because I seriously rate him highly as a player. But apart from the Lamello ball factor and seeing Josh Byrne in his element, the Hawks have nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. I think they're going to be exciting in a up-and-down, run-and-gun style sort of yeah. situation. Like ninth to eighth, back to ninth. <laughs> Maybe creep up to seventh, <laughs> back to ninth. Yeah, I think I think Lamelo, Brooks, Blanchfield, Emmett Nah, Greeter, those guys getting out in the break will be exciting to watch. Yeah, this year. they'll have some. Uh, they could have some games where they put up 110 points. L- they Give don't. They don't have a legit four man for me. No, which is their. That's my major concern with them is they don't have a legit four man. Tim Conrad we, is playing what the three. He's a three four, but. I mean, I mean, a I mean four. Yeah, right. he could he could play the he could play the four because he can stretch the floor so well. So he's but he's gonna he's, he's gonna they're gonna get he's gonna give up two potentially on the low block, but he's gonna give you three down the other. He's end. in so the all Spanish Matador team as well. He he doesn't play any defense. <laughs> so as soon as the four, is your all at the end, I want to know who's your all your all Spanish, Spanish Matador, Matador team because it is. I'm I'm not sure they have <laughs> Sportsbet has odds out for the all Spanish Matador team, but yeah. it's something we could definitely work on. But when I when I talk about Illawarra. When I say that they're going to be no good this year, I'm not attacking the franchise at all here. Because no, 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 I'm attacking. <laughs> I'm attacking. You this said they suck, and they're going to be dead last. Yeah, they suck. Attacking the franchise. They suck. Attacking the hey, franchise. You know what? The Sydney Swans in the AFL this year, they fucking sucked. They're still my team. I love them. We'll be right. back again next year. But Illawarra again. No, you won't. This is Flynn's. <laughs> <laughs> this is Flynn's first year as a head coach yeah. for this team. Again, these smaller market teams that don't have access to the same amount of money need to do this via retention. If they want to be good, they need to do it via retention. And they've got themselves a seriously fucking good young core. And of course, the Mallow Ball will only be there for a year. But Glover, Greeter, Sam Froling. Nah. These are dudes, nah. These are dudes that are going to be studs in this league. So if you can keep this roster together for two, three, four years, then you start to become seriously dangerous and you start to build what Perth have done. Right. Where they've gotten guys where it's, okay, Jesse Wag stuff coming out was just a regular player, ended up being a stud for their team. You build that culture. And I think that's what Illawarra are looking to do, especially with a new coach that's been around this club. He knows exactly how a small market team functions in Flynn. So that's what they're doing. He's at every position at that club. He's at every position at that club, so he knows exactly how these function. And you know what he's done? He's loaded up with talent, with young talent. And for me, they're not going to be competitive this year, but it is a dangerous team to watch in the future if they can hold on to those players. I think there's going to be nights that they're just... Light it up. Light it up. Yeah. Sensational because they're yeah. going to be young. But again, dumb, I, I, fearless, I do like to see the all retention. All that sort of stuff. I like to see the retention. I don't want to see them going after some import and spending all their money on one import because that's just dumb. They're around for a year, then you end up back in the hole the next year. So, what Cairns and Illawarra are doing from a small market perspective this year is smart and I like it. I just don't think they're going to be that competitive. You just this think is they the, suck. Yeah, well, this year, this year they're going to suck and it's no fault on the organization. If I was in their position, I'd be doing the exact same thing. LaMelo Ball, first of all, I've been impressed with the first three games he's played against NBL teams. 
Um, yeah, he got his ass busted. Not only him, his team by 41 points. He went up against a star-studded team that wasn't even fully loaded yet. But that was his first hit out. Okay, he still finished with what, 12, 14 points? 14 something points. Like that, right? Yep. Cool. The bounce back game is what I was impressed with to see, okay, you got slapped around. You probably never got slapped like that before ever in no. your life. So I was really interested to see how he was going to bounce back. And 21 points in the W by 11. That was impressive. And the way he went about getting his buckets, you were there. Uh, and last night that. he had 21 again. They played a preseason game last night. Where at? Uh, Aubrey? And no, against the Phoenix. Yeah, for but those, where for those, was it, though? It was yeah. like in somewhere with an A. First of all, while we say played a preseason game last night, we have had to record this podcast a little bit earlier before oh, the Blitz. Shit. Before the Blitz. <laughs> we had to record a little bit early because where those got a head off and homicides got a head off, we wouldn't have been able to get it on time. We don't want to give you that content where guys are on the phone, guys are on their way to the airport. Right. Trying to get on the podcast. So and the best way we could do it was right now. The thing that's impressed me watching the Phoenix game was A, handling Robeson's full court defense because Robeson's a little defensive little, little dog. mosquito, right. Yeah, and he was turning him full court, had no issues. Then he was diming people up down the other end. He's got that nice little floater game. But the thing that's impressed me the most is he's actually trying on defense at the moment. He was actually turning Robeson a few times, you know. Which is resulting in foul trouble, which is where he's got to get used to the rules of this league. Where he's got to get used to the rules. The hand checks. I'd rather him put in the effort now to try and get used to it compared to what Mello Trimble did last year, which was coast through three quarters of the season on the defensive end and then turn it on in the last quarter. But I liked where he's at. He's been impressive so far. I mean, we didn't even talk about RJ Hampton with New Zealand, but... I think those two guys will have more of an impact on this league than what we initially thought. 100%. I thought we were, we, I think everyone here in this room, I think everyone in Australia thought it was going to be a bit of a circus yeah. where they would provide highlights every now and then, but it wasn't sustainable for a course of a season. No. What we've seen out of Lamelo no. so far, and we haven't seen anything of RJ, but if we're getting this out of Lamelo, then I think we can expect more out of well just as much out of RJ in New Zealand. I'm going to say more because Physically. under mock draft, he's picked 6. Mm-hmm. He is 6 on an NBA 2020 mock draft. That is incredible in itself. So if I'm if I'm RJ, I'm in New Zealand like this, live stream watching his mm-hmm. buddy LaMelo play and it's like, "Damn. He's out there doing his thing." <laughs> It's just giving me that much more confident as a guy coming out of high school watching another guy his age rocking out back-to-back 21s and Ws. That's impressive. So I can't wait for the Blitz. Well, we've spoken on RJ Hampton. Let's talk about New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Let's now, talk about New Zealand. Let's talk about New I New have Zealand. no idea what is going on over at New Zealand from an organization perspective. You talk about seems like a bit of disruption over there. Dylan Boucher. Dylan Boucher gone. Leaving, you know, walks out. Was he was at one of those, you know, respectfully walk out sort of things. But strange to do that at this point of the season. And anytime someone in that position is walking out at this point of the year, it's a bit of a danger sign. And there's been some talk on whether the ownership, management, whatever's going on, is a little bit untoward. So RJ Hampton, massive positive. The form of Corey Webster right now, massive positive. Everything else, uh. oh no, off the court maybe. Yeah. But these on guys' the jobs are 
not the guys that have the issues. You know, these this nucleus that they brought in, new head coach, he doesn't know what's going on in the NBL in New Zealand. He's coming with his with his own philosophies, right? Then you got RJ Hampton. He doesn't care what's going on off the court. His job is to rock out on the court. Corey Webster, he doesn't really care what's going on off the court. His job is to ball out. And with the sensational form he's in, he shouldn't be worrying about anything else. He, all he wants to know is that come October 5th, round one, I'm ready to bust somebody's ass, period, and make up for what I didn't do last season. Injury yeah. or not, he did not perform, period, to his expectations, to everybody else's expectations. Now you have the new import they brought in, Scotty Hobson, stud. He'll be at the three. The issue is who's coming off the bench because you got that other player. I forgot his name right now, but he is the two guard that the Israeli coach brought Sek in. Sek Henry. Sek Henry, yeah. right? Former Israeli league MVP the year before last. Last season he was in Turkey, 18 points a game. This guy's really a like stud. Legit. It's legit. So now you have three wing players and – Young, a young young boy, RJ, right? So you, I would go four out, one in. And I would put, I would start all of them. And I would put just a five man and I'll just rotate the bigs. That's what I would do. What would you do, Werther? <laughs> I'm, with, <clears throat> I'm with him on this. You can't ignore <clears throat> what Sec Henry's done in the past. And you can't ignore what Corey Webster's just coming off as well. So those two need to play. Scotty Hobson played the four man in the TBT. There you go. He can play four. He can play the four man spot. And, I mean, he's a walking bucket as Straight well. Up. And so you've got RJ, who's not necessarily a scoring dominant point guard, who now has options. Got options. And the best thing is, now the people that have been your core are coming off the bench. Exactly. Tom Finn Abercrombie. Delaney. Abercrombie. Finn Delaney. I, I, I really like this group a lot. What they've been able to put onto the court. And I agree. Most of those guys won't give a fuck about what's yeah, happening off the court. Yeah, they don't care what's going on off the court. They're not. They didn't. They didn't come through the NBL. And to say year this, in, year out. I wasn't his biggest fan worried. last year, but Rob Lowe had a great World Cup as well. Yes, he yeah. did, and he's coming he's, off he's, the bench. He's another guy coming off the bench. So you got two separate units, and your bench Jared unit could Weeks. be starters. Jared Weeks, pretty Engine much was the starter. He's coming off the bench. Uh, Vodanovic. He had a great World Cup. No one knew about him. Right. No one, and he had a great World Cup. He's coming off the bench. They've got a loaded roster. I'm, I'm really high on New Zealand. The yeah. level of talent, the parity throughout the league this year is the best it's been in a long time. Absolutely. Well, hey, well how high have you oh, got? Oh, I was about to jump. They're in my top four. They're in my They're top four. Well, once we get through it all, we'll go through our top four. I'm saying. Once we get through it. We'll get through it. We'll go through our top four at the end because I'll burst your bubble right now. Sydney Kings. Now, you, oh, I know okay. a lot of people are high on these guys. <sighs> okay. Who's going Come first? On. The fact that you've just okay. gathered gathered your okay. breath, I'll let you go. Um, they have the first. The best center in the, the league. The best backcourt in the league. Yeah. Two-way the backcourt. They have Andrew Bogut, who I've been impressed with. All World Cup. I've been impressed with his form, how he left the NBL to the NBA, and what he's done with the World Cup. Um, I've been impressed. So for him to come back in the same form, he has unfinished business. Regardless of how well they did last season, he got swept out of there. So it cancels what the, what your regular season was. Now, you put him in at the five, you got Didi at the four, 
You got that other import. Deshaun, tight. That backcourt. Newly. That is a legitimate team. They're championship contenders for sure. But I just saw, and you got Casper. Let's not forget that. I know I didn't mention his name, but, you know, he's a part of the backcourt. But I just, it's very hard to look past that team. With that said, when was the first time a first-year head coach won a championship in this league? I have no idea. There you go. The only first-year head coach I know that won a championship as of late was Nick Nurse. Didn't Dane Vickerman win it in first year? Um... I'm not in sure. New Zealand. I think he won it in his first year at Melbourne. There you go. One, yeah, won it in his first year at Melbourne, I believe. <laughs> but also not a lot of first-year head coaches have had Andrew Bogan on their team, which for me, the fact that he is not right now the front-runner for, for the MVP is ridiculous. Can I just say... I he's think the best player in this league. Like he's you, not you said the best Bryce player Cotton, in this league. He is the most influential player in this league. Uh, let's if say I can take yeah, he's influential player. Best. But I, I don't see much different. I think there's a little bit of grey area between those. He's not the best player in the league. Are we talking just best, what, one-on-one player? I best mean, dude who puts up the most points? Bryce what is Cotton it? Is if the there's best one dude in, the in this league that I want on my team, it's Andrew Bogue. I don't care what you put around him. There's one dude that I want on my team if I want to win, and it's Andrew Bogue because of what he's given me on both ends of the Sean floor. I take Sean Long and I take Bryce Cotton. Sean Long's, gonna, Sean Long's just going to foul out. Okay. That's your, it's your pick, you know. Yeah, oh, I'm mind. coming at you, you Arnold. I'm coming at you. Bite, take calm, the bait. I'm cool. <laughs> the biggest I'm difference cool. from <laughs> the biggest difference from last year's team to this year's team, which is, team we're talking to, Kings, the Sydney Kings. Okay, is the head coach <clears throat> Will Weaver, of course. I, I got, I, absolutely, a guy with some serious I like pedigree, his energy, man. Like he's 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 cool. good. I had a chance to talk to him a little bit during the exhibition games. Like he's cool. He's really excited to be here. Um, I've never personally met him before, but I like his vibe. I know he's excited to be in Sydney. He's really excited. Kings. And I think the players are excited to have him. I'd be yeah. excited if I had Casper Ware and Andrew Bogan on my team as well. That's like Sydney made a power move at the start of the free agency. Definitely made a power move. They made a power move and said, we're going to take the best two-way point guard in this league and pair it with the best center in the league. He's actually the best mm. point guard in the league. It's hard to argue. Who's the point guard best better than him? No, no I'm, he's I'm a, saying Casper Ware's the best point guard. 100%. Because yeah. Bryce, we're calling Bryce Cotton shooting guard. guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're not arguing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we are. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I just want to argue. You guys argue all the time. I like to jump yeah. in sometimes. So they made a power move by saying, look, as good as Jerome Randall was, Jerome Randall, come finals time, was beaten up. Quad injury, quad yeah, right. injury, injury, off injury. the court, off yeah. the court, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Now we've got Casper Ware. We know that he can get his when it's time, but we also know that he's really good at setting the table as well. And he was able to do that for Melbourne United, set the table, know when to take his own, know when to get others involved. I also like the fact that Will Weaver was on the national team coaching staff. And when Australia was struggling to get a bucket, they rolled the ball down to Andrew Bogut in the low post, where Bogut is A, a great passer, but B, he's got enough shit around the rim to make it, get a bucket, okay? So no longer will we see Bogut at the high post the entire fucking game, right. where he was a great passer, but teams could just lay off. lay off and then get into passing lanes. That's essentially what they did last season. Well, 
Now they've got to be able to guard him in the low block and the high block. I think they're just going to be too tough in that one and five position. I'm taking Casper and Bogut over Mello and Sean. I mean, look, I can agree with that. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. One, yeah. You know, defensive wise, defensively wise, at this point, they're not proven. Meaning Sean Long and Mel Tremble. So it's really, you know, at least up until this point, you know, you got a, a defensive fucking dog in both of these guys with Sydney. You know, so it's just a matter of those guys, whether they step to the table or not, and that's going <clears> to <throat> determine how far Melbourne United go. Yeah. Because ultimately, you know, they're going to see each other plenty of times. So I just like Casper, uh, Kevin Lish. Kevin Lish. Diddy Lazaro gets in the lanes as well. Yes. And then you've got Bogut as the rim protector. Like there is just so much to like about this Sydney roster. I think they've got some good guys as far as knowing their roles. Right. Off the bench. Kwani Kwani. Awesome dude. Like great locker room dude. You don't have to worry about him playing minutes or not. He's going to be... He's just one of the all-time best dudes in the NBL, period. Craig Moller, limited, but he knows his role. Had 21 points the other night as well. They've got a lot of dudes who can put numbers on the board. I even like uh, their backup big, Jordan Hunter. I got to see him a lot at St. Mary's for the one year I was at LMU. Right, Jordan Hunter. That dude's a fucking athlete. Like, if you want to go... He can go. Man, all you need him to do, rebound, block shots, run the court. And he wants to learn... And, under Bogut too. and what better big to learn behind than Bogut? True. And they've got Alex Marich on the coaching staff. So there's, there's actually a team with a big guy on the coaching Ouch. staff. Don't see that in the NBL. Rare. Not thrown. <laughs> Rare. <It's, laughs> well, as a, play, as a big player. Right, right. As a big. <laughs> Took a dig. There is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Took a dig at the coaching staff. No, no. There's not a dig at the coaching Rare. staff. As a big, there's nothing worse than a fucking guard telling you how to do a post move on training. I understand. Yeah. Well, I it's, don't understand, it, but I get what you're if saying. If you're a guard, you would hate for a center to come down and be like, this is how we're going to work off an yeah, on ball. Like, it doesn't work like that. Right. Guards, stay in their lane and work with guards. Working, I'm glad big. you could get that off your chest, bro. I yeah, feel like it's been just eat, eating been away there. at you yeah. for a while. For, but through no, your whole it's career. just not the NBA. It's across the world. Yeah. I mean, the only... Yeah. The only league in the world that has quality big coaches is the NBA. They get the past players in yeah. and to work with the current players. Salary has a lot to do with it. You as look well. at yeah. you look at the NBL, majority of the coaches are guards. So what's a guard going to tell me? Like this is no knock on Aaron Fern, but Aaron Fern trying to teach me a post move, I'm like, "Bro, you're a guard. You're you're a lockdown defender wing player." Right. Yeah. So the post play is two different positions. Right. He worked on his craft to get to where he is. I've got no issues with Fern. But I think as a player, you gain more respect from someone that's been in the position no that, that knows what they're talking about in that because it's easy to say, oh, take one dribble to the middle and shoot a hook shot. Right. Like if it was that fucking simple, everyone would fucking do it. Right. But it's not that simple. There's all sorts of shit that goes on right. that you've just never put your body into that position to know what we're talking about. Well, before we wrap up, let's get to our predictions here. And I want to go back to these. We'll go back to these throughout the year. Mm-hmm. We'll have them all noted down. Could be able to provide some fun there. Because I first. guarantee some of us are going to be wildly wrong. Oh, Top I'm four. Gonna, I'm going to be wildly Homicide. Wrong. Perth Wildcats, Melbourne first. United. No order, but just. No order. No, 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 no. You've got to have order. It's got to have order. Sydney Kings, 
Melbourne United. <gasps> I have no order. I just got to give you four. I don't <laughs> yeah. have any order. George, you need order. Top two. Give us your. So your top four. two is Sydney, then Perth. No, Sydney and Melbourne. <laughs> this is hard. You in the order is is very I'll go difficult. first. I'll go first. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to you. I got Melbourne mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Perth second. Mm-hmm. Sydney third. And Perth and Sydney are going to split it on percentage. Huh. Mm. So I'm getting right. real specific. Yeah, you are. Fourth, Brisbane. Okay. Uh, widely wrong. Uh, first, Sydney. Second, You're Melbourne. Right. <laughs> third, New Zealand. Fourth, Adelaide. Man, you love Joey, right? I do. And I also said that I'm going to be widely, like, I'm going to be wrong. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to be wrong as well. I'm going to be fucking right. wrong. I'm going to be right. I'm going to be dead right. That's why right. it was my prediction. You ain't going to be fucking dead right. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I'll go Melbourne. Sydney, Perth, New Zealand. Nice, because we, we covered a few areas there. Rookie of the year. Noi. Noi, quite noi. Lazada can qualify. Can he qualify As a next star. They, Pretty they, sure Lazada can qualify. It, so that's the thing. I've been calling Noi a lock, but we've got to remember that Lazada, Noi's not going to go over the summer so league is, and do so the same sort of RJ numbers Hansen, as Lazada. So yeah, yeah, so yeah but I, I, I still don't think that they're going to be able to put up the same sort of numbers as Lazada. Lazard ain't gonna put up no crazy numbers like that. He's with a star-studded team. RJ got a better chance. Lamella's got, got a better, 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 better chance, chance than I think Lamella's got a better chance. RJ Hand because Corey Webster's gonna take the bulk of that offense. So I think he's got a Lamella. If anyone there, Lamella would have. A Lamella's bet, a got the best chance, option. The best chance. I would say Lamella if they're doing the. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm still going with Quatnoy. I'm going with Terry Armstrong. No, I'm not. I'll go. I'll go RJ. Okay. Depoy, Defensive Player of the Year. I'll go either um, the guy from Adelaide. Pat Beverly 2.0? No. Griffin. Griffin. Oh, Griffin. Griffin. They got two potential chances there. Yeah, Griffin and Bogut. So you're giving us two. Okay, I'll just give you Griffin. <laughs> I'm so going Bogut. Is, is, but I, if we're giving one, I'll give Griffin. Bogut. I can't go past Bogut. Yeah. I think that's just one of those awards. Like the remember they used to have. So I'm pretty sure this is an actual thing. The NBL used to have an efficiency award. They did, and they sc- won it. Well, they scrapped it after Andrew Gaze won it seven times. Damn, that's what I've heard. That Andrew Gaze literally won this award, and they just said, "Well, fuck, what are we gonna like?" Dude wins it every year. He's gonna be the most efficient every year. So we should scrap the defensive player because Damian Martin won it six years in a row. No, I think it's more of a different one. With the, I think you're more likely to scrap an efficiency award because it already sounds like a seriously obscure sports quarterly style award. Yeah. But anyway, that is there's our preview. Coach of the year. Oh, that's probably the hardest because every single one of these teams and has a legitimate man. shot. Wow. Coach of the year. Mm. I'm saying I'm I'm gonna go with Lamanis. I think the Brisbane are gonna come up compared to last year, are gonna come right up and be potentially in that top two mark. So I'm going Lamanis. I'm gonna go with Dean Vickerman. I'll go with Will Weaver. Okay, there we go. Perfect. We've all, all we've all got a different angle. Six man. And it's hard to tell because we, we don't, don't know who's starting and who's not. Starting. I'm going to say I'm going to say Lazada. I say Lazada comes off the bench and Lazada gets the six man. If DD if New Zealand do not start four out one in, whoever comes off that bench. It's going to 
It's tough, and it's wildly it's too tough. early to get a six man. But yeah, I mean, we're just you know just talking. But I would go either Corey or Sec if he does not start four out one in. Yeah, one of those guys coming off the bench. Um, I'm gonna go Mitch Norton. Something different. Yeah, no, I can see that. Mitch Norton. I can see that. Most improved. Most improved. Oh, this one's always after Tarangi got it last year. After playing half a year, like he I'm played go well another... for half the year and got the most improved. He was tough, though. He was tough he for was half the year. <laughs> <laughs> he was tough. He was tough. Yeah. Um, most improved. I will go. Shay Illy. I don't think he's gonna be able to get the burn. I don't think he's gonna be able to be on the court enough. I think because he had a good year, then a bad year. And now he's going to go to like being That's, efficient in the time that he has. Well, Paul Rogers won a most improved and he won a MVP two years prior. <laughs> so, oh, man. See, that's so bullshit. That's not good. That's no. bullshit. How can an MVP win most improved? I don't know. Well, it's like they argue that Steph Curry, when he won his first MVP and won the MVP the next year, he should have also got most improved because of the rate in which his numbers improved. So he should have got like that. Barlow almost winning it last year. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But anyway, that's all we got time for here. And good news for all the fans that tune into this one every week. Sportsbet is becoming a major sponsor of the NBL again this again. season. Whoa. So we will all be back. We've got jobs. <laughs> Trash talk. We've got we'll jobs. Through the season. A lot of content. Maybe even we'll a little be able more to feed content. the kids. <laughs> <laughs> the last year. But anyway, so Sportsbet is back on board. And we're ready for a massive NBL season. The most parody we've had in the league. Myself, Wertho, Homicide. Why we don't win any awards, man? Let's talk about that. Why we don't why, win any awards? Why don't we win any podcast Because we swear. We don't rub any nuts. That sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, at least we so know I who still, we sometimes are. Sometimes I sit on the fence. We so know hard. who we are. Sometimes we I sit on the fence. So we, hard. Our I fans pick it up know ours. who we are. The fans know who we are. You know, we've got, like, there's a lot of people in the NBL... That listen to there's us. There's a lot of ones up, up there's there a lot in, in the grass. There's coaches. Mm. There's GMs. Mm. There's players. Mm. They all they hit all, us. They at, know what it is. They all hit us at different times. Mm-hmm. And, if you, and we if, do talk shit. And we do do hot takes. We but do. we're different. We don't kiss ass. True. We don't. We definitely don't kiss ass. No. None no. of us here kiss any, kisses any asses. That's, a, that's for sure. <laughs> Felix <laughs> might come off like he does yeah. with all the shovel talk and all that. But... <laughs> That's on the other side, though. Oh. oh. Keep listening in to <laughs> us, guys. We really appreciate it. We do appreciate it. We can't wait for a massive NBL season. But anyway, we're out. We're those going to look after the kids. Homicide's going to Tasmania. See ya. Feed the kids. <laughs> <laughs>